Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's Hello, up? Hello, everyone. Yeah, wow. Hi, everyone. And uh, we are live with our post-game reaction after a 1-1 uh, draw. LA Galaxy versus Inter Miami and there is so so much to talk about in this in this game. I'm here with my amazing co-host Gian. My thoughts are all over the place, so we're going to we're going to have to uh there's a lot of different subjects to get through, but you know, we can start by saying, you know, how are you Gian? It's it's late for us. It's a little late. It's a, after 11 p.m. here on the East Coast, but uh I'll tell you what, I certainly have energy right now. I don't know about you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I definitely have energy as well. It was a um, a bit of a frustrating game, and then it got interesting. I, I don't. I mean, I'm also all over the place. There's a ton of different things that we can uh, touch on. Um, how we feel about certain players, how we feel about really Inter Miami's energy as a whole, how they came into this game. But look, I will say this: ultimately, this is a good result in my eyes. Great, ultimately, it is a great result. result. So. So yeah, no, I'm interested to see your perspective as well. Um, I, I, I mean, obviously, you know, we we speak a lot and everything, so I kind of I have a inkling of, of what you think, and I probably sure we share a lot of the same opinions. But so, how do you feel? How do you feel, especially about that first half? How do you feel about how Inter Miami just came out to start the game? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was sending a tweet from Farmer Twitter to let people know that we're live and make sure that they are uh, seeing that we're here. Okay. Um, initial thoughts. <laughs> um, it was a really bad performance from, from minute one, I will say, and I'm going to kind of go in and out of my thoughts. So just bear with me, but like what I'll start to say, this is an initial thought and I'm not, I'm really not using this as an excuse in any way, because Again, most of our players just really didn't show up. Like, it wasn't a good performance. We are very lucky to get the 1-1 draw. But what I will say is that this was really the first big indication I've seen from opening weekend of MLS just how bad these replacement referees are. Because yeah. for people who don't know, or, you know, I know not everyone's in super in the loop, but with MLS right now, the normal referees who are refs for MLS and as professionals uh, are on strike. So right now the MLS is using rep replacement refs. Um, and like for our game on Wednesday and for most of the games, I mean, they've been a couple of VAR calls they've missed. And so VAR has gone back and said, okay, this was supposed to be a goal. This is a penalty, et cetera, which is fine. Like a referee can't make a right decision every single second of the game. But from minute one, the referee, this man, had absolutely no grasp of the game and gave out eight fouls in the first three minutes, all against Inter Miami. So what it told LA Galaxy within the first three minutes was that 
you could you can um, go ahead and foul and you can just fake everything and you can foul and you can fall and every time an inner Miami player comes close to you you can fall some of them were real fouls like Busquets had a horrific game we're gonna get to that I'm sure but some of them were fouls some of them deserved yellow cards but from minute one there was no flow of the game because the referee called 15 fouls in the first eight minutes and immediately set the tone saying that, you know, you're not having any free flowing play. You're not, et cetera. And so LA galaxy took advantage of that from minute one. And I think it had an impact on how we played, et cetera. But like I said, it's really not an excuse. The players were terrible. Like everyone was really bad. Messi had, I think, his worst game for Inter Miami, even though he ended up with a freaking amazing goal and is still amazing. And I'll choose him over anyone in the world. Like, but like nine out of 10 of passes he normally makes, he didn't. He, they kept getting intercepted. And and maybe it was just like, you know, the play of the ball. Maybe it was because LA Galaxy was super front footed, et cetera. He just didn't have a great game compared to what we used to. Suarez. I know I gave him man of the match last match, um, and maybe it was the bias of being there in person, but wow, he is something has had to happen over the summer because he scored how many goals last year in Brazil and was flying. There's a noticeable issue. Like within the first 30 minutes, he's limping. Like there's he must have re-aggravated his injury or something because it's not that he just suddenly like I can't imagine that in three months something just he's like oh actually just kidding I have no muscle in my leg like something has had to happen <laughs> where it's something yeah yeah a hundred percent I mean no. look yeah the 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 referee was def- I mean way out of his league just way out of his league from minute one he let the players dictate yeah. the game that's the problem minute one from and in the end look we got an advantage because we got a red card out of them that was not a red card and he. He just every time a player made any type of reaction or fell or did anything, he immediately called it. And they knew from second one that they could take advantage of that. And that's a big, that's a big problem when you have these big marquee matchups. Yeah, I, I, you you want to expect a little more out of these referees. Obviously, you know that these aren't MLS referees. These are guys that are coming out of USL, coming out of college and, uh, and other inferior leagues. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, you wouldn't expect them to be at the same level as an MLS referee. But, you know, I've obviously we watched the game on Wednesday. That referee had some mistakes, but was nowhere near as bad as this referee. I watched other MLS games over the weekend and, you know, some of the games did have their issues, but I will say this was probably one of the worst that I've seen as far as like MLS games refereed. And to your point, he was buying everything, every single thing that- Every, everything was for minute one. And, and these guys are high IQ players. And they realized these things, man, Ricky Pooch, you couldn't even sneeze on him. Like it was ridiculous. He was, I think Ricky Pooch spent about 80% of that game on the ground. Like it was infuriating and it was really tough. And, and it's tough to get like find rhythm. Like, I, you know, no rhythm. The, the was, no rhythm. The, the game, it was really tough because it was getting paused. Like every two, three minutes, there was a foul being called. And from the very beginning, there were yellow cards being shown that probably shouldn't have been yellow cards. Again, that's debatable by some, but like once you start giving yellow cards out and you start like, it just kills the flow of the game. You have players that aren't going to be able to do what they necessarily want to do because they're afraid of getting that red card, like right from the beginning. Um, There were times where he should have shown a yellow and he didn't show show yellow. So yeah. To your point, the, the refereeing was really bad this game. I'm not going to say that Inter-Miami 
didn't maybe like did they didn't win or maybe they didn't do as good because of the refereeing that was definitely no, an no, obstacle no. but obviously this is more on inter miami for me inter miami came out of this game looking like a team that played four days ago they came out really low energy um a, a team that played 48 hours uh, not 48 four days ago and also had to travel um and across the country so yeah. Again, and it's, and we're talking about the second game of the season. We're talking about a team that played an insane preseason game. So uh, they came out really low energy. They, you could tell, you could tell from the get go. Um, and I think that one of the things that I noticed from the very, game, very beginning, and I think a lot of us notice is, man, like they were getting killed on that counter attack, especially on that first half. It was like nonstop. And that must well, have been yeah. so tiring for them. Like, it was just nonstop counterattacks. It was just what happened is from minute one, uh, LA Galaxy exploited. And we're going to get to your comments here. I We see your comments, and I we, we feel similarly about a lot of them. Uh, but what I'll say is from minute one, Tata, who did such a great game plan and such great players on Wednesday, and I'm not going to blame him because I honestly – I think this is only the second game of the season. LA Galaxy hasn't played a game yet. So, like, it's not like you can know exactly what they're going to do and what they're going to look like, et cetera. Like, he couldn't have known that. Um, But, like, Busquets became, within the first five minutes of the game, completely out of the game defensively and offensively. So he – what normally would be his midfield role, he was no longer a midfielder, had to play back because he was getting killed by – Every single, you know, by Pooch and whoever else was on their offensive foot. Um, and so what was supposed to be a 4 3 3 was really like a 5 1 and a half 4. <laughs> because, uh, for one thing, uh, defensively, everyone, you know, uh, Busquets stayed back, couldn't get anything going on that end. In the midfield, Gressel and Gomez were just not finding the open spaces as they needed to. And that's partly because Busquets wasn't there to be in the open space with them. And because of that, you know, they're, they're playing short and Messi and Suarez just aren't going to, aren't going to run and play defense. Like they're just not, or Messi isn't at least Suarez, not at all is going to become a problem as we've seen very early on. Like you saw in the second half with Campana, he was running for those second balls and chasing and creating a lot of things out of nothing that Suarez just isn't going to do because of his, of his knee. And um, because of that, it was ending up being, you know, we had one person in the midfield and that's why our, our 60 minutes, our midfield was non-existent. Because there was nobody there. Busquets was playing back because he was getting beaten left and right. And then Messi and Suarez aren't coming back. So there's no there's no middle of the pitch to get that movement happening. Um, we can, we'll just say it now. Uh, I know we're supposed to wait 10 games, and we will. And maybe a week's rest is going to make a difference. I give Suarez one more game of seven, six, uh, 70 to 80 minutes starting before I say it needs to be either a four four two or it needs to be compounded starting because it's it's unacceptable. You can't have someone not run at all. Like and it's not it's yeah. not his fault. Like it's not his fault in the sense that like I think he's making bad plays. He just physically can't run for some reason. He hurt himself or it's it's so bad that he can't recover or whatever the case may be. But Messi is not going to run and play defense and he's not going to run and do the transition. So if he's not going to do that, that means your other two offensive players have to. And so yeah. if we're going to make a choice, who are we going to choose? We're going to obviously choose Messi. 
So I, Suarez has a very short leash now because unless he's starting to make huge impacts in those first 60 minutes and scoring goals or creating ample assists and opportunities, he can't, he can't start. Because if Busquets is going to start, like, you know, we have to start, it's going to have to start being choices. And, and Tata is going to have to start choosing who he wants to be playing because he can't start Busquets and Suarez every game if they're not going to be able to hold their own in their position. And he's going to have to start choosing. He really is. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I think that with Suarez, okay. To your point, he does not look the same as he did in Brazil. Something must have happened. Obviously, there's age involved, but it's just such a something like big, aggravated or something. Yeah, it's such yeah. a big difference. It has to be something else. It can't just be age. Um, and for Suarez to be effective now, I think you've got to be able to get the ball to him in places where he's going to be able to just finish. And Inter Miami just hasn't. They haven't done that. They they haven't figured out a way to get him in positions to excel. And I'm not sure exactly what that is right now. I, I think that maybe, and that's why I said give give it a five to ten game kind of trial period to see if Inter Miami can figure out that. That can figure out how do we get Suarez into positions to excel, places where he can get the ball and it's just basically him finishing right in front of the goal. Or, or right now he's he, I see him going out to and getting the ball like at the wing or getting the ball in positions yeah. where it 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 asks for him to try to take a player to try to create his own spaces, which is not what he's going to be doing at this age or at this moment in his career. He's got to yeah. be one of those nine killers where put the ball in the air, he'll head it, put the ball right out, right, like right outside the, uh, the penalty area and he'll finish it for you. So Inter Miami has to do a better job there. Um, Busquets, Man, Busquets he had a much has better a, second half though. Like his second no, half. No, yeah, was, definitely. But but Busquets with somebody it. of his caliber, like with someone with his caliber, somebody that is is a guy that comes with experience, the guy that is supposed to be one of the top dogs in this team. Like some of these mistakes that he's making are so like rookie. Like I don't understand. Like some of these passes that he's making, and you know what? I I kind of think it is too. I think that. And I th I think that a lot of times he's trying to make plays based off of memory. So, yeah, you know, it's like he, he, he already expects and that could also be something that maybe the team is just part of getting the team together and them getting more playing time together um, in this new season, because a lot of his passes are based off of where he expects the other player to be. So he doesn't he doesn't get the ball and like look up. I'm not saying all the time, but there are a lot of times where he'll get the ball and he automatically just turns around and is like, okay, somebody's going to be there. That's and, and that player just happens not to be there and it turns into a turnover. So I think that some of those mistakes, again, might be where as long as the team start, starts to get some more, more reps and they start to familiarize themselves more, hopefully some of those will start to go away. But I don't want to make too many, I guess, excuses for him. He needs to get better. He's one of the captains, one of the leaders of this team. Um, and he definitely needs to get better. Look, yeah, you see that comment by Giovanni who says, I don't like Gressel with Busquets, I feel like they are not meshing. I want to talk about that for a second. Julian Gressel, who I thought had a very good performance on Wednesday, had an absolutely terrible performance tonight, and I mean, everyone did. Like, let's let's not beat around the bush. I think Yedlin was immense, Jordi Alba, <laughs> immense, everyone else, including Messi was not playing at their A game. 
And it that's a big problem because this team, it's it's very much reliant on if you're not going to be on your A game, each player needs to have a little bit of a like a role to play. And Gressel is just didn't play his role. And to the to a point that I said here that I also was said was that uh Busquets, yeah, exactly. Busquets needs other two players around him who can run. I 100% agree. And because of that, like, Gressel and Gomez and him, it's not a great combination when you're starting, when you're playing on the back foot or you're playing against a very high-paced team because Gomez wants to go up and Gressel just doesn't know where to go. And so because of that, you're having huge blocks in the midfield and you're having Busquets having to immediately become defensive because he's worried. You know? Actually, I do. I do want to say though. Look, as as far as that midfield is concerned, yes, a hundred percent agreed with the comments. Agreed with what you said. Busquets needs two guys around him that are going to do the majority of the workload as far as but being able to, to stop. Yeah. yeah, he's still not playing good enough. But that's that is what he needs. It's it's basically you get the stop, get the ball to Busquets. Busquets distributes, right? So that's kind of what where I think the keys to success are going to be. But Gomez. Whereas last season, Gomez was, and we got to remember, I mean, Gomez, it's not like he got a ton of reps or playing time last yeah. season. He just, just came in. I'm going to give huge props to Gomez because one of the issues that we saw oh, with I Gomez, the few, yeah, of yeah. one yeah. of the, the, the issues we had last season is what you said is where he would go up a lot and he'd leave a big space behind him. Man, these first two games, Gomez is the best midfielder. In my eyes, oh, 100%, he is the 100%. best, better than Busquets. I mean, Gressel obviously better than Gressel. He is, man, he is playing forward perfectly. He's coming back perfectly. He's been the guy to disrupt in the midfield. He's going yeah. all the way down to help in the back line. Man, props to Gomez. You can tell that that's uh, having a full off season to 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 be with Inter Miami under his belt, having the Preolimpico with Paraguay. Um, that yeah. helped. That did amazing for him. He has so much confidence in his game. I loved it, and I think that what has been mentioned here about in the comments about Redondo, like to me, Redondo comes in and he takes Gressel's spot, and you have Gomez, Busquets, and Redondo, and to me, that is a perfect midfield, much beautiful midfield, midfield. Yeah. much better. And if if Busquets can clean up that that the inaccuracy in his passes man you are set as far as midfield is concerned and that'll definitely fix a lot of the stuff that happens with the midfield the issue right now that we're having especially with the team that has these really fast wings that plays such a fast counter that's where we're having a the the issues and i think that that is going to have to address that and very quickly because other teams are going to notice what LA did, what LA did to us today, they, as soon as they'd get the ball from us, it was just quick counter through pooch, pooch to the wing using their, their new Brazilian peck, using the new guy from, um, from Belgium. those guys are quick. If you get two quick wings and then you've got a guy like pooch in the middle running that, that counter attack, man, inter Miami was lucky not to have lost this game. Um, so I think that that's something that that's going to have to figure out. And also because if you, if you, I don't know if you saw this, but in the beginning, like Alba couldn't do much on the offensive end because he was so preoccupied trying yeah. to cover that counter and having to run back. Like at one point the camera went into him, he was red, flustered, out of breath. I'm like, yeah. this guy, can't, he's not going to be able to do anything on the offensive end because they've got yeah. him. And that's the same type of pressure 
that Inter Miami is going to have to do via counters on on the opponent team, which we didn't do. Like Inter Miami would get the ball, and their counter was like they were like basically walking with the ball. There was no pressure that added counter attack pressure on the opposing team. So I think that that's something that Tata's probably going to have to work on uh, for us is working on the on how we we proceed with our counter attacks. A hundred percent. Um. Sorry, I'm and, just going yeah, the, so the mistakes are based on fitness, which I, yeah. I'll agree with that. This definitely I mean, tired legs helped um, was part of that for sure. Part of that. And that's why, you know, honestly, I think that maybe it's because he, he like this is only the second game. And I'll tell you what, the fact that we got a point out of this is fantastic. Yeah. Like, you know, wow. what an, And it could prove to be a very important point because I think this was Tata having to see firsthand if he needs to be making as many changes as he probably is going to have to make and often with the rotation. And so he was stretching it and seeing what he could do. Um, tactically, obviously, like we're going to see immediately, especially with these young, strong, forward, attacking players, it's going to be it's going to be a challenge when when playing against the counter uh, with us. So agreed with you there. Um, I I I think that Alba, you know, but and here's what the problem is going to be. And this is just like me thinking as I'm like coming up with it. But but what is going to be a problem for Tata Martino is that in the second half, you had to have Busquets and Alba in the game. You had to because say what you want. The last 30 minutes, like Busquets did exactly what he had to do. To get us a point like he really did he he especially towards the last 15 minutes just a conductor and like finds the game and figures out the specific things he needs to do he got the other guy the red card like he still has those those magnificent pieces and so does Alba and obviously so does Messi but the problem is is that the first however many minutes of it is a huge is a huge concern because He's not going to have always that many opportunities to grow into the game over such a long period of time. And then when they score a goal, then we finally figure it out. Like that can't be the recipe forever. And just like you see with, you know, the biggest players, like you see in the Premier League, whenever like a bottom table or mid table team plays like Man City or Liverpool or whoever, like they put their absolute best performance that day and give everything they have, especially when it's a home game against one of the giants. And that's going to be with us. Like every time we go to a stadium, first of all, it's going to be so many messy fans at every stadium. And then the home team is going to be annoyed that there are so many messy fans rooting against them at their home place. The coach yeah. is going to be riling up them up all week saying, and just like what you saw tonight is what every single team is going to do when Inter Miami comes to see them. Every single team, because they tried Pooch after they scored a goal in the 75th minute was acting like they were winning five nil. And it was the 91st minute of the match. Like he's like pumping up the crowd. Like we got this, we got this. And I'm yeah. like, there's still 20 minutes left of this game. You don't have anything. You're playing against Lionel Messi. And he didn't because we scored and, and it was, you know, it was a drop, but does LA Every Galaxy always have a lesso during halftime, or is it just for for Messi and Miami? <laughs> I think it's probably just because of because uh, <laughs> it's the season opener and and Inter Miami and Messi. But like the atmosphere was great, and it was and it was fun, and like I'm glad that you know they were playing with their hearts and stuff. But we're gonna get that every single game when we play against an opponent, especially when we're playing at their home field. So it's just something that we're gonna have to immediately start 
figuring out. Um, Marvin, no, by the way, it's a really good point by Marvin because, you know, but what I just said a few minutes ago and what I meant was that, yeah, we are right now, we are very, very lucky and very happy to get a point. And like I had said also, Tata needed to be able to see in real time like how far he can take this, that unit, that starting 11 and see immediately what was going to happen with like the need of, you know, maybe rotations or playing against a completely different type of outlook and team that we just played on Wednesday to now. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Where it was super young, attacking, you know, counterattacking, high energy, high press, the whole game creative, et cetera. Like he needed to see both sides of it. So agreed that we are four out of six points. Great. But we see, we've watched a lot of inter Miami games, me and Gian, and we know what we're seeing and we know what could be happening. And we're just trying. Yeah. I mean, we're both, we're both really happy. Definitely with the, with, uh, with the one, one draw in LA. I don't think it was an easy game. You know, LA played a really good defense on Inter Miami. I mean, the way that they had that back line and their midfield, they're closing up all the spaces for us. They made it really difficult. They were they played really good defense on the wings. Like this was a really tough game. So for Inter Miami to come out with a one one draw and come out with a point and a really like a, a really tough game, I think for them is something that I think. And you know, um, Ashley's also. We're very happy that this happened. So, as far as overly critical, I would say we're just pointing out things that Inter Miami can do better, and that we actually believe they probably will do better. As we mentioned before, this is only the second game. Um, things we're, we're being critical of Suarez, but we also said from the previous episode that we still want to see five to ten games to give him a chance to see if he can get back to his scoring self. We know that this is st- still early on in the season. Um, it's not a and, knock on Suarez yeah. specifically because I don't think he did anything particularly wrong. I just he looked really in physical pain, and that's yeah. what is a worry. It's not because I think he wasn't trying or anything like that. He just looks like like he can't walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he does. I mean, yeah, most definitely. But you know, I definitely do think. You know, Campana came in. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't have too much of an impact on the game. I think that obviously we saw him run a bit more, but. He just um, the the way that they were they were defending, especially after going up by one, um, it was a bit tougher. I think for a forward like Campana and even like Suarez, if if Suarez would have still been in at that time, to try to get into their zones right in the like in the thick of it. That I mean, they had a lot of people covering that middle the middle part of the of the of the field, which is why it actually opened up the game for. Alba to be able to do that because he had more space on the wing and man that Alba Messi goal I mean can you tell that can you tell that they know each other like it was just I mean and it's like looking at the replay too like there's there's not much that can surprise me with Messi and this didn't surprise me to be honest this is to him probably like a five out of ten goal knowing you know how insane he is but 
the fact that he did it with the outside of his foot against the roof of the net while falling backwards like that's not yeah. real like, it's alien like it's, yeah, it's yeah. crazy but this i saw this comment too and i was gonna say it too what i while i i think that playing as a um the left back and and you know in a in a better midfield in a better setup he'll be up enough where this he'll still be able to get this type of combination like he's still our left back he still means a lot to us defensively he needs to stay there what I will say though is that we'll see Diego Gomez's injury hopefully it's just he hopefully it was a cramp or it was just tired legs but I think that very quickly the person who actually probably lose their place first is going to be Robert Taylor because I think immediately I see a situation where Gomez goes up Ruiz is in the midfield and because Gomez and Alba, for some reason, seem to flow better on that left side and, and and give Alba the spaces to be able to take those and do the combinations with Messi. And Gomez has that energy like Robert Taylor, who has been immense for us and who is when he doesn't score a goal or he doesn't get chances early on makes little to no impact in the game. And we really like I was saying earlier to touch on the point when you have a few players who are not going to be running the whole game and who are going to be very selective with their bursts of energy and play. Every other player has to be like doing a lot. And Robert Taylor was non-existent this game and that's going to not be able to happen. And so I think him, I think that Gressel, et cetera, like they are going to have very short leashes in terms of what Tata Martino is going to tinker with first before it's any of the other four, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, the, the only issue with me is if you take Taylor out, you got to remember, like, the the way you're playing right now, at least your top three are Suarez that's not running, Messi that doesn't run most of the, the game. As he said, he likes to walk, yeah, scope out the game, and then he chooses his runs very wisely. You don't – and he's not a wing anyways. Like, he he's – I mean – Every time you see him on the lineup, you know, in in the image, they always show him like if he's a wing, he doesn't necessarily he doesn't play on the wing. So you really kind of lose that versatility on the wing if you don't have a guy like Robert Taylor, which is why I love to have him there. Um, Gomez does a good job when that's his position. Like when he's starting as a left winger, I think he does he does good. He did good in the preseason game. I don't know. I'm just saying. I think, but it's a different thing though because because Robert Taylor. And we've mentioned this, like Robert Taylor and Gomez are two different players. Like Robert Taylor can't do what Gomez does and Gomez can't do what Robert Taylor does. Robert Taylor, again, can by himself create his own spaces, create his own opportunities. And that's not something that um, Gomez necessarily is his skill set. Gomez is amazing, but that's that's two different players. And something that I like that I've, you know, Again, it's the beginning of the season. We're taking this one game at a time. Last season, there were a lot of times where Robert Taylor and Jordi Alba would associate themselves on that left wing, and they'd do a lot of really good plays where um, Jordi Alba would bring the ball up, touch to Taylor, and then Alba would overlap, and they'd play off of each other, and they did really good. So like, I think that that would be my only thing is just losing – that element that no other we don't have any other player right now that does that what robert taylor does we have no other player like christian medina could have been one of those from from boca but we unfortunately didn't get him um facundo farias was the other guy that we had but once we lost facundo farias it's basically robert taylor is the only guy that we have that can that has that skill set 
No, I know. And I, and it's, it's not, I don't disagree. Like when he, especially when he goals and when, when he shoots and when he scores goals, you obviously see his value, but in a game like today, when it's depending on how the tactics are and what you're seeing is I can just say, I see scenarios where you see Ruiz take that place that Gomez is playing and you see Gomez go up to the left wing where, cause he, while Gomez does not have obviously the finishing or the creation of shot that Robert Taylor has, he has though the effort and the press and the trying to make something happen. Like, did you see, did, did Robert Taylor get three touches in the first half? No, My point he, is he, he didn't get like, a lot, but like Gomez would force himself to and create those things. And while maybe it's not as pretty and it wouldn't necessarily have the same type of immediate impact in a goal, it has an immediate impact in getting the offense moving in that final third. And you have, you have Messi who can create every shot he wants and you're really supposed to have Suarez and if Suarez can't, then that's a different story. But like, you don't need all three of them to just be standing there waiting to create a moment. Like that's not going to be, yeah. That's mm-hmm. not going to be useful. Like, and I'm just saying, if there's, if like when they're starting to figure that out, of the three, the first one to go is going to be Robert Taylor. So it's just something to, yeah. And we'll see, it'll be the same. Game. It'll be the same thing that we saw last game. Yeah. Like, um, Robert Taylor went out, Diego Gomez went up, that we re slotted into Diego Gomez's spot and it worked out and we scored. So, yeah. so yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll we could, see. We could I like see Robert Taylor. I, I said it last week. Like, I, I, think he deserves to have a starting role and he's fantastic and he's been fantastic for us but when you have depending on the tactics depending on the game depending on the opponent I can just see that you may see different situations where they go and I can see why sometimes Tata would choose Gomez to start in that left wing instead and have the reinforcement in the midfields because it's not like he played bad it's just it's a war of attrition and like with the players who have to stay on the field that mean other things have to be compromised like Julian Gressel is gonna have to I mean I hope he gets compromised because it's not good enough when we know Busquets uh limitations not good enough because you have to overcompensate like that's you know with Messi and Suarez doing what they have the other winger has to overcompensate with the energy on the final third like it's you know what I'm saying like in each yeah. phase of the game if this is how we're gonna play and these are the players we're gonna play with then you're going to have to have other players bring a thousand times more energy and compensate for those other aspects of the game in order for us to be able to not get beat yeah. out every single possession. Yeah. And I, I like this comment is good because this is true. They were dominated, dominated. especially in that first half. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of people didn't get many touches. I mean, for the most part, it was Inter Miami. Whenever they'd get the ball, I think they would get a few touches and then they'd lose the ball. And then, you know, LA, LA Galaxy basically dominated us the first half. There weren't a lot of players throughout the game that stood out as far as having a really good game. To me, if you really look at, like, who was really good at that game, it obviously is it's going to be um, it's going to be Gomez. That's, for me, one of the top guys. Gomez played an amazing game that game from beginning to end. It's going to be Drake Callender, who's oh obviously is like, How have we not yeah. spoken about Drake Callender yet? Drake Callender is, man, just as good as we thought he was, just as good as we've been saying he was. He played really well, obviously saved us with the penalty, had some good spot. I mean, that goal that he had, I mean, he did what he was supposed to do. Um, it was just unlucky. But he he got the ball and he once he saved it he saved it toward to the side never to the middle he saved it to the side and it just so happened that 
you know, it, there was the LA Galaxy player there, but Drake Hollander, amazing. Um, and then you've got to give it to the two guys that scored the ball uh, or were in the scoring play. You've got to give it yeah. to Alba and Messi. Oh, but other than that, good. yeah, other than that, there weren't too many bright spots. So, yeah, definitely, I mean, when you're talking about Robert Taylor, you can't be too overly critical either because, again, not many people – Overall, it was a bad team effort. Not not a bad team effort. Overall, um, Inter Miami. Well, I think I think overall Inter Miami. As I said, they just looked tired. But I'm going to say that I am happy that they came out that second half with more energy, and that to me was important because that's what I was thinking. Like these guys did not look like themselves in that first half. When they were in that locker room, they had. I was like, they have to find some sort of motivation. They've got to find something to bring it out from within and come out with energy. And that second half, they definitely came out with more energy. Right off of the bat, they had two opportunities with Alba. Um, that Alba got the ball, and I think in both opportunities he got the ball into the into the into the box, and there were, there was chances for danger there. Um, so yeah, like much better second half in my opinion. So I'm going to give props to the boys on that one. Uh, they could have easily, like they could have easily come out just as flat in the second half and tired. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy uh, as far as that, that, that shows resilience in a team, a team that was getting dominated the whole first half to come out and say, you know, like that is it, that's it. We're done. We're going to play our game. We're going to forget everything that happened in that first half. And, um, and they never gave up till the very end. To the very end, that that was not a tough, you know, after going down 1-0 late in the game and then. I thought we, honestly, in the last five minutes, I was like, we may just win. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah no, so there true. was a chance to win. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, no, but I, so. look, I, I, I totally agree with you. And and I, I'm, I really am not trying to be harsh in terms of like, oh, I'm so negative. The season's over, da, da, da. Like I, you know, everything has to be done over. Our players suck. Like, that's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that what we have to figure out in these first five to ten games, and we said it with Suarez, so we should say it with everyone, is that you have to we have to figure out based on trying to exploit the best of our team, which is Alba and Messi having those interactions. It's Busquets being able to be the conductor, control the midfield, be able to get the the passes generated. If we know those roles have to happen to be successful it's about fitting everyone else into the other puzzle pieces to to work it out so that it's still a balanced effort across the board and so it, it'll be interesting to see you like to give bright spots like you said the fact you know inner miami teams of the past like every other year before this we would never get a result from this game never yeah. would we get a draw never would we get a point and almost a win never and so that already shows like the quality we have, et cetera. Look, DeAndre Yedlin, let me tell you something. I can't say one bad thing about DeAndre Yedlin these first two games. I can't and I won't because that's, I think, unfair to him because I think he put in such a phenomenal defensive effort these past two games, which is what we have said we need from him. And we need, like, our back line, which gave us so much trouble last year, has, for all intents and purposes, done their job. Like, you know, obviously – LA Galaxy missed a lot of chances tonight, and it, there was problems. But DeAndre Edlin has been fantastic defensively. He doesn't he doesn't put in the best yeah. crosses. I won't lie, he doesn't. But you know, <laughs> you got to start somewhere. And I I want to give him credit because I think he's played his heart out defensively these two games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we that was a scary. I think um, 
thing for us, our back line, and to think that we've only given one goal in two games is a good yeah. start. It's definitely a good start for, compared for our defense. Compared to where we were last year. Compared to where we were in this yeah. preseason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Huge. And I think we'll see. I mean, to be fair, Christoph really didn't do anything wrong in this game. But, like, I expect to see Frere start next game unless there's yeah. some other. Well, that was know, the plan. Yeah, that was that was the plan. That's why they brought him yeah. in. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we'll see Redondo play next week. I don't think he'll start. But I certainly think you're going to see him in the second half. Um. But we know if he does start at at what or at the point that he does start, we know or it's we Gressel. agree it's for Gressel, right? For Gressel, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's got to be for Gressel, and I think it's man, for Gressel, and 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 maybe that uh, it's it's for Gressel, but also I could see a situation where, like I said, that like Robert Taylor may be considered the one who doesn't get the start because they put Gomez up there because they want to add more enforcements to the midfield. Like I could just see a situation yeah. where that. Yeah, like it, again, like Taylor is not, he's fantastic and he's done amazing goals. But when he disappears, he can't disappear when Messi and Suarez are not going to do anything else. Like they have a very specific job to do. Your third offensive player then has to do all the other intangibles in a game. And if he doesn't do it, then we can't afford to have that kind of imbalance, is my only point out of it. If he does good things and he puts himself in and he's, you know, pushing, etc. Even if he doesn't score, like still valuable. But like in a game like tonight, I think that if Gomez was starting on the left wing, I don't think he's gonna score or make anything different or who knows what the difference would be. But what I would say is that you would probably see that LA Galaxy would not have had such an easy time taking the ball from us when we were in the final third and immediately transitioning. Like I don't think he would have let that happen as easily. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't but know. I I'm gonna Robert go. I, I, I love Robert Taylor. Look, I love Robert yeah. Taylor. I'm just saying, we will see. We'll see because it's gonna have to be some other players are gonna have to be sacrificed for Messi, Suarez, Alba, etc. Gomez is just Gomez is so valuable in that midfield right now that I don't. Again, going back to the original point, unless it's a swap in the second half later on where that David Ruiz goes in and then Gomez moves up. To start, I don't want to see Gomez not be in the midfield for a majority of the but game. But what if you have a it midfield is that is Ruiz, Busquets, and Rolando? And then, and then who who comes in for for Ruiz if he has to go? Like that's the thing. Like David Ruiz Russell. is is almost like, a, yeah. I mean, I'm aggressive for David playing. Ruiz. David Ruiz is like the most natural sub for Gomez right now. Like it is perfect. Like you, you almost like you almost don't miss a beat with how yeah. good David Ruiz is playing. I don't feel confident with David Ruiz coming out and Gressel. I don't think Gressel can do what David Ruiz is doing. At least he hasn't proven. But David Ruiz could also play ninety minutes. He's played yeah, ninety he, minutes a lot of times last season. He played ninety minutes in a few preseason yeah. games. Yeah, he can. He's, I, he's nineteen. No, 100%, but I'm just saying I don't know if for any reason you have to swap him out. Like, there's no, there's nobody there that can go in and be just a natural fit that I can think of. I don't know. I just really love that midfield, and I would hate to disrupt the, the that midfield until maybe again in the second half at some point if you have to. But either way, I would agree. Is And again, we go back to one of the – a lot of the times we make the same point with the amount of games, you're going to probably see lineups where yeah. Robert Taylor – to your point, isn't starting. And yeah, Diego Gomez, 
is up front. And again, we've seen it work. They scored last game. So it's the, I'm not saying that that can't happen. Just my preference. I would rather Gomez start in that midfield. Um, and I then just I need just, Gomez to start. Like, I think yeah. he, as long as he's on the field, I'm happy. Agreed if it could be for the midfield and Robert Taylor can be active and creating, et cetera. I'd love that. I just we may see situations where it's where they rely more so and they have, you know, we have a lot of other midfield options besides yeah. Gomez where Gomez could maybe have other value. Like I don't think it's gonna be because it's not gonna be in spite of Gomez. It's gonna be yeah. because Gomez is so valuable that they just need him in more places on the field, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we'll that see. makes sense. We'll see. It was a hell of a game though, and I uh, you know. Already two games in, we already have seen, uh, you know, we've already seen the the all the emotions you can feel out of an Inter Miami game. But um, I think that we can probably wrap it up because it's after midnight here on the East Coast. Um, overall thoughts: we could all I'll, I'll go first. My overall thoughts are that we knew that there were going to be some troubles and pitfalls with this team. Uh, some issues with tactics, tired legs, etc. that we're going to have to see how the, those shake out as the games keep going. But two games in, four out of six points, playing in a very hostile environment against a good team who had a lot of energy and was acting like it was their World Cup final. The fact that we got a point <laughs> and a goal and could have even won after a really you know bad first half, etc., just shows the uh you know the potential of this team and the availability we have and um we'll keep going and I hope we can continue to build and look four out of six points I won't complain about it no way yeah yeah I agree 100% with that four out of six points man if you think that's a really good way to start off a season especially if you've got one at home one away and you come out with four points you could ask nothing more of the boys they did a great job as far as tough environment uh, as far as results yeah as far as results are concerned they they did a great job uh especially after a quick turnaround four days off and then right back to it across the across the country to a really hard game so props to them i'm happy um there's work to do definitely there's uh we've got other players coming in that should make the job easier on the rest of the team that should totally. uh make the team stronger so i'm looking forward to that as we start to you know we get freda in in the defense we get Redondo in in the midfield um i think the offense is something that will hopefully start to click as well that's something that we can see is a bit lacking um so maybe tata can hopefully try to figure out some things there but overall, I'm just happy how how we've started, and I'm excited for for what's to come. And me too. Yeah, yeah we're not so negative. Yeah. We're not so negative. Yeah. It's just it's it's not that this is negative. This is us just giving our feelings about you know like the things that we're seeing. And look, we were don't forget we have experienced a lot of bad performances from Inter Miami and a lot of yeah. losses and a lot of tough games and tough personnel and so it's more so us just trying to help reach our potential and see you know we have so much talent we have so much opportunity seeing how it shakes out game yeah. after game it was a tough start a tough turn but four out of six points we are happy we will be back midweek with another episode about lots of cool things you know about our, our game against our in-state rival our Sunshine Classico happening this Saturday, six days from now, home game. Should be a really great atmosphere for that. Yeah. Um, and look, 
we're just getting started. We're excited. Vamos four out of six points. Vamos Messi. It was a great goal. He's still the freaking best player in the world. <laughs> I would take him yeah. over anyone. I would. And so we go from there, right? Yep. 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 We're excited. Hey, guys, do us a favor. Make sure to follow us at Messi and Co. On, on Twitter. X, which is X, X aka yeah. Twitter, aka X. Uh, make sure you follow us on that. We've got a lot of content on there. We're tweeting a ton, a ton of good stuff on there. So make sure you follow us on there and make sure you like the video. Make sure you go, like, guys, go comment, back. Let like. us know what you yeah. think. Yeah, that's going to help us yeah. a lot because the more you like that video, the more people get to watch it. So that's really cool. So we appreciate you guys. We appreciate you. I don't know where you guys are in the world right now. I'm sure there are a lot of you that are all over the place, um, but we're excited that you guys are with us right now. For us, it's past midnight. It's late. So we're going to try to get some shut eye, but we're excited that you guys are with us. We really appreciate talking to you guys, man. Like we really do. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time guys. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.